0: The views and opinions expressed on this show are not meant to be used as medical advice. Consult your doctor before implementing any health or exercise changes. The Fire Within encourages you to do your own research and aims to spark interest and motivation to a healthier lifestyle. The Fire Within Podcast. You need a sustainable plan, the right mindset, and the knowledge and inspiration to stoke the fire within. Just like the phoenix, you can burn your old habits, never turn back, and emerge completely anew there are no shortcuts.
1: Welcome Fire Within Nation. This is the Fire Within Podcast, where we dive into all things nutrition, fitness, and health related. I'm your host, Brandon, joined by my co-host, Joe. Hello. And here we are. We are on like day, what, six, seven of a US version of
0: COVID-19. Yeah, it feels like it's been a long time.
1: still healthy enough to do this, and we're not quarantined just yet.
0: We're in the new studio, so we can all be this mandated six feet apart.
1: That's right, amazing new studio. Yeah, today we have a special guest, I'm really excited about today's episode. With us today, Kimball Sargent. Tell us a little bit about you, what you do and why we're here today. Thanks for inviting me to be your guest.
2: I'm Kimball Sargent and I'm a holistic self-care coach. And for most of my life, I have been a entrepreneur and a holistic psychotherapist. And about 14 years ago changed things up and went way more into the holistic realm leaving the medical and the nursing behind and moving into helping people live their best lives and be well through natural solutions
1: that's awesome for those that don't understand what we mean to distinguish western medicine versus holistic approach can you tell us in your words what those differences are? Western medicine and Eastern
2: medicine are talking about the same thing. The East has definitely been talking for a, a lot longer. But in Eastern medicine, every all disease is related to the blockage of the chi. So what is qi? Qi is life force. In Western medicine, we really are looking at what would the qi be? What is life force? Well, that would be oxygenated blood, and that would be nerve conduction. And so we really are talking about the same kinds of things, and and then there's a difference in the approaches for treatment.
1: When people hear natural or holistic, they think this woo-woo nonsensical stuff, but it's, it's really achieving the exact same thing. So for instance, Western medicine, oftentimes there may be a prescription medication that will help to create better oxygenated blood or help the nervous system, whether it be healing. Whereas with Eastern medicine, we're more concerned with what can we do naturally that doesn't involve a synthetic or artificial way to achieve the same result. And, and there is science behind it. It's not nonsense. So, so that's a great distinguishation between it. And I think it's also important for our listeners to know that both of us respect both Eastern and Western. Absolutely. Um, and there's a place for both. But Eastern are the things that we can control without a doctoral degree. That's right. That's right. And it. Eastern
2: medicine has been around much longer than Western medicine. Western medicine is really still in its infancy. It's kind of like the United States. We're a very young country, and Western medicine as we practice it today is is a very young practice.
1: Right. Your current practice, what types of things do you work on with people?
2: Well, what I tell people is if you're not living as well as you want to be, then we have to look at the whole thing. And I look at the whole Person, I look at mind, body, family, relationships, finances, and their spiritual realm. And when we're talking about a healthy body, then you've got to look at all the things that it takes to create a healthy body. And it get, really goes to the immune system, which right now with people so interested in the COVID-19, the one thing that we can control in this whole thing is how we support our immune health. There is absolutely no way to kill COVID-19. Medicine does not have anything to give us. So what do you do? Well, you've got to support the immune system. The people who are most at risk are those who have more compromised immune systems. It's the people 60s, 70s, and 80s, pregnant women and people who have depressed immune systems and that's all the people that um, may have an autoimmune disorder and particularly the ones with that who use medications to suppress the immune system. Um, It's your AIDS patients who are showing symptoms and it's your people who have cancer and are on the cancer drugs because they also suppress the immune system. So the one thing that everyone can control is how they're supporting it.
1: Right. And, and with this going on right now I, and, and getting to know you some, I thought it would be perfect to have you on today, uh, especially everybody stuck inside. So, download my podcast. Give it That's a right. That's right. So, let's talk about some of the different things that, that we can do. You know, one of the things we uh, discussed uh, was the importance of sunlight
2: sunshine does kill viruses so one of my concerns is everyone is shutting in and and i think it's good and one of the things i want to clarify here is we talk everybody's talking about social distancing and and you really don't want to be doing that you want to be physically distancing so you physically distance six feet But you really need to keep the social thing going. And I'll talk about that more in in a few minutes. But when we're talking about the sunshine, you can go out in your backyard or just outside. You want to be outside at least... 10 minutes a day because you want vitamin D vitamin D is essential for the immune system just being out in the healthy sun so like if you live in your own home go out in your backyard and sit down and spend that time in the sun and I and I have a second recommendation because for people that haven't looked at it, grounding is an amazing way to stimulate the immune system. So when you're outside sitting out there, take your shoes and socks off and just put them down directly on the grass. It may seem like such a simple thing, but when you're doing that, the earth's surface has all of these negative, this negative charge that's extra. And when your body comes in flesh contact to it, It binds with free radicals, and that has almost magical consequences for your body. And it's one of the best ways to stimulate your immune system. And you know what? It's free to go outside and sit and ground.
1: Right. And remember, uh, all these positive charged ions, that's what what feeds inflammation. And so nobody would think it's woo-woo to eat berries for antioxidants. It's doing the same thing, but at a much larger scale.
2: Oh, absolutely. I think the last time I looked, uh, National Institute of Health has 30 articles on grounding and what it can do. And many articles say that the best way to get antioxidants is through grounding I mean you're only going to eat so many berries or cherries or blueberries whatever you're eating plus you get the sugar absolutely and 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 fruit sugar fructose has its consequences if you're eating it in large amounts but when your feet are in contact with the ground or you know if it's warm enough and you just want to lay down there the more surface you have the better you've got but it's like taking handfuls of antioxidants and putting them in your body you now, if you think about when you were kids kids love to lay down on the ground and you see them outside well there's a reason it really does make them feel good
1: yeah I don't remember if I mentioned it on a show or not but one of the first studies or, or one of the first things that led to people studying this more was there's this child that would cry and cry and cry and cry unless the mother was holding it outside walking around barefoot in the grass and they didn't know why and they come to find out later that child had Crohn's disease And its entire intestines was inflamed uh, and painful. But that grounding effect with those negatively charged ions would calm that down. And that was why anytime she walked barefoot, it would stop crying. Absolutely. So it's uh, pretty interesting stuff. Uh, Now, I know there's different products because since we don't always have access, especially people in the north, if it's snowing outside, you know, you're not going to stick your feet in the grass. Do you recommend any products? Like I have a grounding sheet at home I use.
2: Grounding sheets and grounding pads are are very, very important. One of the things when you're choosing one is you want to find out how much silver it has because the way the grounding pads work is they have the threads are covered with silver, and the silver is a conductor. And so you want one that's made that and well-made. And then the more you can ground, the better. The research on grounding is this. When you put your hands on the earth or you put your hands on a grounding pad or grounding sheets like you have, within 15 seconds, the muscles in your face start relaxing, the brain waves start relaxing. In 45 minutes, flow of blood to the organs that are blood drinkers increases and it also improves the viscosity of the blood. So you're decreasing chances of blood clots and things. But once you get eight hours, then the magic really begins. You see thyroid panels improving. You see blood sugars improving, inflammation markers going down. And one doctor has written and talked about that she really believes that if you ground a lot over time, that you will decrease your risk for heart disease and decrease your risk for cancer. So if we have a grounding pad or grounding sheets, uh, then you've got it in your bed with you eight hours every night. If you work in a place like where we're at now when I see all of this electronic stuff, it's a great idea to have a grounding pad and have your feet on it when you're working because we we take in a lot of bad charge. So, you know, you want to look for these. My company has one that, that I really love. I sleep with actually two every night, and I love
1: it. What's that... Uh- brand or the product?
2: The product, my company is Nikan. It's a Japanese wellness company. They've been around for 45 years, done business in 40 different countries. And the whole idea is to bring products that put the body in the position to heal itself.
1: Well, this is a long-term approach, which is what my show's about, is what's holistic, what's sustainable. Sometimes we still need a more acute uh, fix, like if, if you broke a bone or something, you know, Western medicine's fantastic. But I did want to point out, so the Western side of things may be a blood thinner. The Eastern side is this, this grounding, Absolutely. which has science-based, evidence-based efficacy of doing the same thing, um, except you don't get all the, you know, prescription fees and some of the side effects Um, That's right. Now, that's not to say if you have a a significant issue that you don't need those things to to stay healthy. But this is just something proactively everybody can do with almost no cost that can make a big difference. That's right. What's uh, another thing we can do to help our immune systems? Well, we're going to do the
2: grounding and you're getting outdoors. Sleep is crucial. And people in the United States, we are the most sleep deprived nation out there. Research shows it over and over again. You really need seven to eight hours of sleep. Teenagers actually need more because their bodies are growing and at such a rate that they need more, and they, they hardly ever get that. But when you cut back on sleep, it really hurts your immune system. Now, some people will say to me, I can't sleep eight hours. I would just be laying there in the bed. And Park Chopra, the other year he was at the Integrative Health Forum when I was up there in New York, and he said lay there it doesn't matter he says that close your eyes you can't sleep just accept it you're not going to sleep but you close your eyes concentrate on your breathing try to keep your thoughts to a minimum and just stay there in the bed for the eight hours he says when you are laying there in a meditative state relaxing that your body will be repairing itself in the same way as it does if it's asleep. And, you know, right now, people aren't getting out as much. They're going to be home. We're kind of under lockdown. So having those eight hours in the bed may be a little bit easier. And it's, it's extremely important at this point because stress levels are up. I mean, there's a lot of uncertainties here. And sleep is one of the greatest gifts that you can give yourself. You want to keep your bedroom cool not cold and not hot, but keep it cool, have it very dark and
1: just relax and spend that time in the bed. With us being indoors so much during this quarantine period, it's even more important to get that sunlight, especially in the morning. That's uh, right. Because with vitamin D, that's also going to help with natural uh, melatonin and serotonin, which is going to make you feel good. That's right. Because uh, we're already kind of in a panic state. I'm stra- I'm, I'm going to admit it. I'm scared. I mean, our livelihoods have been cut off. I don't know what's going to happen. So with all those factors, having that sunlight in the morning can help boost serotonin. So we're not dealing with this hard of a hit of depression, uh, suicidal thoughts, and all the things that can happen with these circumstances. That's right. And one of the things I'd recommend, you know, there are a lot of
2: people, and, and, and I don't believe that you can't live in fear and fate at the same time so when you start feeling yourself and a lot of times when people lay down that's when all the fear starts bubbling up and so creating some type of affirmation for yourself that you say over and over again that moves you away from the fear to the faith i'm a i'm a big lover of louise hay and my favorite affirmation by her is everything that comes from this situation is working for my highest good Everything that lies before me is good. I am safe. And when I get in hairy places, I will listen to that. If you need to hear somebody else's voice, there's probably 10 million affirmations and meditations to sleep by. Turn on your phone six feet from your bed because you don't want that radiation and put one of those on that you're listening to as you're laying there and resting. And those are just some great ways to calm yourself. Remember, we, we have to take care of ourselves. It's all about self-soothing.
1: Right, that's great, great advice. Now, going back to even if you can't fall asleep, but being in that meditative state, does that include going through Instagram and Facebook?
2: Nope. No? <laughs> in fact, before you go to bed at night, if you want really good sleep, you want to get away from all screens for an hour. You also want your phone plugged in at least six feet away from your bed because it is a little um, radioactive device. And when you have it there laying beside you, it is going to, it's going to change your body's electrical system. It's going to charge it up. So those are important things. Exercising somewhat five hours before bed can be also very, very helpful. A lot of people say, well, I need to exercise in the morning. And I I like to exercise in the morning because it gets me going. But about five hours before and you know, people say, well, what if I can't get out? Well, you can always jump rope, do jumping jacks, you know, do some yoga. Again, YouTube is great. There's a million different yoga instructors, choose the one that you like, but do some type of exercise. Also, I recommend people do not eat at least three hours before they lay down and you know part of this is balancing out of the hormones but another piece if you eat something just before you go to bed then your digestive system is working and really what you want to do when you lay down in that bed at night to sleep you want all the systems to be able to just relax down and repair and rest and get ready for the next day.
1: Right, and something we touched on talking together earlier was something called the glymphatic system uh, with a G, and that's the brain system of restoring, which is why you're recommending that three-hour window. That's right. So if, if you can have as much blood flow going to that repair process, the glymphatic system is what gets rid of amyloid plaque, Uh, That leads to Alzheimer's, dementia, memory loss, all those different types of things. And on this note, there's quite a bit of benefits to intermittent fasting. Oh, absolutely. Uh, You know,
2: one of the things we talked about this morning that I'm very intrigued with is children don't seem to be getting uh, COVID-19. And the groups that are in the highest risk are the people who have the lowest levels of the human growth hormone one of the things we know about intermittent fasting is that it helps raise the human growth hormone level and what that means is going 16 hours and then having eight hours that you eat Personally, what I do, because I want to, I, I try to get in bed by nine thirty. Sometimes that doesn't happen, but I cut off all my food at six in the evening and I go to bed. And then my first meal is about 10 in the morning. And so with that, I'm getting my highest level of human growth hormone. Now, if you want, to reduce your weight if you're trying to release fats that is great because when that level is higher you're going to release weight more quickly we know that memory is better If you and and again, all you know, it it plays with all the neurotransmitters, you know, all the science out there shows that there are benefits. Now, there are certain people, if you're a type one diabetic and you are on insulin, then intermittent fasting is not for you. Um, You know, you've got to more or less feed the insulin. But for most of the people, there's just not a downside to intermittent fasting.
1: And especially with us having immune concerns, we know that increases immune function. That's right. And there's something else called autophagy, where when you're in a state of not having constant caloric intake, the body starts getting rid of abnormal cells. That's right. Uh, so this can help fight cancers and all kinds of other things. Yes.
0: You know, when, when you guys were talking about sleep earlier, it made me think of a conversation I had with my wife this morning. I have two teenagers yeah. and they're sleeping in. And I said something along the lines of thinking of it from like a productivity angle, like who knows how long they're off of school, but we should probably make them get up and get ready and and not get so far out of the habit. But maybe that's bad advice for parents right now instead of just letting your kids sleep so that their immune system can be...
2: Well, you want them, yeah. You want them to get their sleep. Now, there are times that are better for the body to sleep, which is sometimes a problem with teenagers because right around
0: noon is where my kids are still in bed, where (laughs) I start to get concerned. But
2: what time are they going to bed? Because see that you have the melatonin in the body. If you go to bed between nine and ten. The melatonin is released, and that's when your body gets the best sleep. What I find about teenagers as young people is they'd prefer to play games and stuff, stay up till 2 or 3, and then yeah. sleep in until noon. And now, if they're going to be up till 2 or 3, they really need to sleep in till noon. Um, <laughs> but they're not getting the best quality no, sleep. No, no. If, if, yeah. if, if everybody would sort of work on that, trying to get in the bed between 9 and 10 and then getting up, I mean, that, that's the optimal for the body.
1: Right. And, and what all this is going back to is circadian rhythm. Yes. So starting with that sunlight early in the morning to set up your hormones for proper melatonin release later in the day. That's right. Um, so getting light in the morning, getting to bed on time, that uh, works in tandem with sunlight, which changes our hormones. That's right. Uh, we have receptors in our skin and our retinas um, that takes in all that lighting for hormone cues. Uh, so people having trouble sleeping, maybe this is a good time to reset.
2: Oh, it's a great time to reset because, you know, and then when we actually go back out into the regular world, whatever that looks like, then our bodies will be in in top performance to take on whatever's going to
1: happen. Now, before I forget, we were just kind of talking about intermittent fasting and earlier that led to us discussing, you know, we've had clients that under eat and count calories, not to count calories. One of the things you mentioned that had never, I've never put the thoughts together was that people that under eat, or even if it's to lose weight, whether it's for athlete related stuff, as there's muscle wasting, I've never put this thought together. Your heart is a muscle. That's right. And you could be wasting away some of that muscle function of your heart. And it's not uncommon for people that struggle with anorexia or even that That uh, starve themselves to even for a movie role, whatever, to end up with strokes, heart attacks, and things like that. That's
2: exactly right. You know, when you starve yourself, the body starts breaking down proteins and the muscle. And so it will go to the muscle and break that down to pull the proteins out. People with anorexia are at a much higher risk for cardiac symptoms. Uh, Many years ago, there was a great singer, Karen Carpenter, and she had anorexia. And she actually recovered from it and was getting back into her career, and she had a heart attack at 29. And passed away at her home. And and that's not uncommon. There have been singers. Luther Vandross was a singer who, he yo-yo dieted. He would be, I guess, probably close to 400 pounds. And then he would be like 178 pounds. And then he'd go back up. And this went up right. and down. And he died of a stroke. I do a lot of work in teaching teenagers and working with parents on diet and nutrition to help with school. And one of the things I find is kids are just not taking in protein. They're eating a huge amount of sugars and a huge amount of grains. You know, cereal in the morning, there's no protein there. There's a ton of sugar, and they're getting these grains. Then at lunch, and I'm thinking back from a parent that gave me what a kid ate the other day. He had, like, three Oreo cookies and some gummy bears and some chips, and that was lunch. Yeah. And then came home and mom says he can't think. Well, the you know, that even though you're taking in calories there, your body's still going to do some breaking downs because your body's got to have protein. Your brain has got to have protein. And protein has got to be there in order for your immune system to function well. And I recommend a minimum of 60 grams of protein. If you want to be a... a a vegetarian, a vegan, I got no problem with that, but you've just got to figure out where you get those proteins from. And I think as a society, most people think they're doing pretty well until I will talk with them and let's write down and look what you've been eating, and then they find out they are, most everybody in this society is protein deficient.
1: Yeah, I would agree with that. And then some go in the other extreme. What are some of the concerns of too much protein? Well, if you get too much
2: protein, particularly animal protein, which is the people who are eating too much protein, primarily it's people eating animals as a source, then you're going to build up those uric acid levels, and you can get a lot of, of health consequences. I mean, you know, it, it's a balance. I tell most people that I recommend that they find a good, healthy protein shake to use along with eating healthy proteins, and I yeah. like things that don't have soy, don't have whey. Um, right. Vegan. I love things with pea proteins, but you want to make sure it's not too high in carbohydrates, and that they're not sticking a whole bunch of sugar in it. I mean, you yeah. want something, you want a healthy shake, and. I, preferably something that's got a lot of probiotics.
1: Yeah, uh, I like collagen as well. I'll yes. use I'll use that. You know, some of the better ones I've found, you know, I think Lifetime Fitness is a great line and then also Vega. Um right. you know, most of his I don't think they're they're soy based. Is, right. is there anything that you would recommend?
2: Well, in nick and we have one and I I've, I've always been impressed with it, but I've got one uh, lady that I worked with. She actually used to work at Lifetime Fitness as an instructor and she has a weird autoimmune disorder that prevents her from absorbing enough nutrients and her doctor at the mayo clinic was absolutely blown away with her nutritional level and he had her bring it in and he said he had he says this thing has got the most vitamins and minerals he said keep doing this she's been using it now for four or five years And i'm not saying that you need to live off of shakes no. but in order to get what you need and, and there's a whole nother piece and we won't get all into this but our soil is not what it needs to be So you you know, Popeye would have to eat like, you know, 100 pounds of um, spinach a day now to get what he used to get in a few cans. So, you know, there are some type of supplementation you need to do. But find that good, find a good shake. And, you know, most of these shakes don't taste great, and kids don't like that. But, you know, find a good shake, and it's your job. They make it nutritious, your job to make it nu- delicious.
1: Yeah, that's I like that. They make it nutritious, you got to make it delicious. That's it. Yeah. Now, going back to the whole losing weight too quick, starving yourself. That's why a more sustainable approach is so important, one to one and a half pounds. You know, you see these amazing transformations, but they take place in such a short amount of time. Uh, I just want our listeners to consider the detriment it could have on their heart. If That's they right. are, along with that body weight, losing too much lean muscle tissue. So I always try and recommend a more sustainable approach of one and a half, two pounds a week max right? To, to make it healthy and not have some of those effects that we don't think, like I've never even thought of that. In six years of doing this professionally, it never occurred to me that that muscle wasting could, your heart is a muscle. Absolutely. Um, and, and I don't know why I hadn't crossed, but, but I'm, gl- I'm glad you brought that up. Thank you. We've talked about sunlight, circadian rhythm, and sleep. We've talked about
0: protein. Have you guys heard anything about, have they made any recommendations about like our greenways? You would think the parks would be super busy right now, but there don't seem to be many more people out walking around.
1: Uh, Right now, we're allowed to go. Uh, It's outdoors. You can keep a six foot distance, get outside, get exercise. That'll boost the immune system, get fresh air. As Absolutely,
2: well. people need to be moving. And and with um, my clients, I've been talking to them about how, you know, should we not be able to go outside very much? On how they can do things in their home, because the body was meant to to move. I'm a I'm a knee instructor, which is whole thing is based on moving of the 52 joints and what that does for your body and just sitting down and what I worry about with our teens is them just sitting and being on video games. You know, you really need to be moving around. I I remember as a kid, the gentleman that lived across the street from us was a diabetic and I used to love it. Every evening after he ate his supper, he would go and he would just walk around and around his yard. And I didn't realize how smart he was at that time. but you know that's a brilliant thing to do and for people that want to lose weight that's a great thing to do and again most people are eating you know about that five hours before they go to bed so it's it's a great way to get your body moving the exercise and also improve your sleep
1: yeah and there's all kinds of home exercise things you can do if you have a set of stairs in your house there you go have at it just be mindful of your your joints and your knees don't overdo it You can use your chair, do chair squats. You can curl all them cans of food you bought. (laughs) There's great stuff online. Tons and tons of ways to stay active.
0: I think one of the things that crossed my mind, a concern that I had for people is it's kind of feeling like for some people, like a snow day. And so there's, there's like, no rules. We're doing what I want. We're sleeping in. We're eating gross. And we're just doubling down on bad habits that our routine prevent us from, which can really be, is what you guys are saying probably the worst thing to do for our immune system, which is the thing that we need to be paying attention to.
2: Well, the eating gross, I mean, buying chips and breads and sugary things and dairy. I mean, all of these things are going to depress the immune system and create inflammation. Inflammation is at the base of all illness. So when you do those things, it's almost like, you know, you're asking viruses and bacteria just to come on over. We've got fertile ground here for you to grow.
1: Absolutely So, and I, I'm sure some of it's a coping mechanism for the stress and anxiety. I know it is for me. Yes. Um, for sure and, and I think it affects all of us. Any any particular healthy recipes or any healthy foods that you recommend in a, in a situation like this?
2: Well I'm telling people lots of leafy green vegetables and if you've got any room in your freezer you can you know pack it full of bro- frozen broccoli. I'm a Big believer in rice cauliflower that's my comfort food and I'll make uh, I'll make fried rice in fact yesterday we went to Costco and came out with five big bags of that and I made some today for lunch you know you want to you want to get the nutrients if you get the green vegetables and you know right now it's funny when you go to the grocery store most of them seem to have plenty of salads and things and as long as we can get out and get that you want to be eating it I kind of cringed when I heard. one of the doctors on tv say go out and get two weeks of canned food well prepared food is crap I mean that's really what it is and it may fill you up but it doesn't nutrient you up And so as long as we can get those things, making runs and getting as much fresh or frozen as you can and eating those things, and if you get enough protein and you're eating those high-fiber greens, you're going to feel stronger, your brain is going to work better, and your immune system is going to be much, much stronger.
1: Yeah, so even like canned vegetables are pretty devoid of most nutrients, you think? Yes. Yeah.
2: Yes. They, They, well when they put them in the can the process they have to raise the temperature they have to be heated and so once you do that they just do not have the same nutrient content as a frozen vegetable does
1: yeah and people used to ask me is frozen okay versus fresh and the truth is often frozen may have more nutrient content sometimes they're picked early flash frozen and all kinds of things so so i think that frozen can could be fine
2: oh absolutely and you know and, and I recommend people that are really looking at nutrition in their life that they get a freezer. A deep freeze is great because then you're able to to buy the vegetables and have them on hand. I mean, we bought the largest freezer that we could get at Sears and we keep that thing filled. If you have it on hand, that's what you're more likely to eat. You know, sauteing in coconut oil is great. Coconut oil is antibacterial, it's antiviral, it's antifungal, you can put it on you and in you. And it comes out great. I use lots of garlic. And one of the things you want to know, garlic is antibacterial. But one of the things, the healthy products of garlic, once you chop the garlic, you have to eat it. If you want it to really be a medicine, you eat it in 15 minutes of chopping it. Okay. I was doing some I was doing a class on spices medicine the other year and learned that it'll still give the great taste. But like if you're using it for medicinal purposes, you you can you can slice it, but saute it quickly and then go ahead and eat it. Ginger is great. Ginger is awesome for the immune system. Um, hot ginger tea. Uh, lemon in fact starting out the morning i I start out every morning with a cup of hot water with lemon in it Uh, chinese medicine highly promotes that but these are just really little things that you can do that are going to boost that immune system and make you feel better and it'll also keep the your brain healthy and functioning the way you want it to
0: Have you ever felt like you were just throwing weights around like an idiot at the gym, hoping to see some results? Or after weeks or months of working out, notice that the scale just isn't moving? You wouldn't cook without a recipe, so why would you train or start a weight loss program like the Swedish chef randomly throwing ingredients into a pot? You need a sustainable plan that's science-based and attainable. Fire Within has worked with thousands of clients and helped them reach their goals. So visit firewithinnf.com today. Get yourself the free ebook, read the testimonials, and choose a service that works for you. Choose from services like one-on-one nutrition coaching, one-on-one personal training, and more. Again, that's firewithinnf.com.
1: Now, what other recommendations would you have for for our listeners?
2: Well, we haven't talked about hydration, and hydration is one of my very favorite things because in order for your immune system to function properly, you have to be hydrated. And I said we were the most sleep-deprived, but we may even be the more, we may have more of a problem with dehydration than we do with sleep. In order for your body to be hydrated, you need to drink half of your body weight in ounces of water per day. And when you drink things like coffee and colas then it actually, those are dehydrating, and you really have to drink a little bit more water to correct. People over the age of 65, the number one reason that they're hospitalized is dehydration. And what it is is... Can, can, a, you,
1: can you say that again?
2: The number one reason that people over the age of 65 are hospitalized is dehydration. Wow. And there's a reason for it. So older people start getting worried about falling, and a lot of them... Have not exercised and kept exercise up, so they, they, they're they weaker. And, and if, the more they drink, the more they've got to go to the bathroom, and they don't want to move around. And then at night, they can go hours before they go to bed without drinking because they don't want to have to get up during the night. This also, I want to point this out, raises the risk of heart attack during the night. When you are dehydrated, you are much more likely to have a blood clot. you are much more likely to have a heart attack. And so when people stop drinking about six o'clock at night and they're not going to get up till seven or eight in the morning, they're putting their body in a real state of dehydration during the night. So hydration is is key. Now, the bottled water is, coming off of the shelves i'm not a big fan of bottled water because bottled water is not regulated i'm not a great fan of tap water i think you need to filter your water but at least with the tap water you know what you're getting so if you want to improve your immune system and help yourself along with this in the morning the first thing you want to do is get up and drink about a pint of water in fact i recommend people when they go to bed tonight that they have two pints by their, by their bed. The one pint is for every time you get up and go to the bathroom at night, you drink a little bit of water. You don't have to drink a lot. Just, you know, you've been to the bathroom, just rehydrate a little bit. But when you wake up in the morning, drink that 16 ounces. And that is just refurbishing your body. It gets your brain going. It, you know, our body has to detox. All the toxins in the body go into the cell and they just hang out there. And the only way that they're going to come out is when water goes into the cells. The way dialysis works is that they push water into the body and into the cells and then they pull it back out and that pulls out the toxins. So what you do each day, the water you drink, it's going into the cells, hydrated, it comes out. And then during the day you want to be drinking, you sip. I mean, chugging you know chugging water is not a good thing because it it doesn't go in as well so you want to just continuously you know have a glass of water with you and be sipping along as the day goes by and I recommend that you kind of I I don't want you to get OCD about tracking it but I know for me I'm always my goal is always 80 ounces a day your brain is 80 percent fluid so when you aren't drinking then just a 1 per, 1 to 2% dehydration messes up your mental function this again goes to those older people that are a high risk there because mental function is dependent on them being hydrated and again they're one of our more dehydrated age groups because they of not wanting to go to the bathroom i
1: wonder the role water plays in that glymphatic drainage system too oh huge so if you're dehydrated even if you are getting the sleep can it do it i don't know probably not very no, well
2: no it's not everything everything depends on hydration every system and you know the lymphatic system it's a fluid system right so if you don't have the water you don't have the right amount of fluid you don't have the right amount of fluid
1: it's not going to flow and then one thing i think for people to remember with the lymphatic system is it doesn't have a part a pump like the heart does That's right so you're the pump if you're not moving your lymphatic system is pretty stagnant
2: Oh, movement is huge the other thing that i recommend is and this can two ways. You can get it from contact with the earth's surface, which the earth is the largest magnetic magnet in the world. And so when you come in contact with magnets, magnets help fluid move. It helps blood move and it helps the lymphatic system move. The other thing that you can do is actually there was a study done in Europe on using magnets to help with anticoagulants for people who had had blood clots and all so wearing magnetic insoles sleeping on magnetic beds wearing different things anything that you can do that helps that system i mean the lymphatic system is huge because the lymphatic system is what's going to grab the virus when it gets into your body and those of us that have healthy immune systems it may be able to take care of it. You might never know you had it. You might just be minimally ill. But if the lymphatic system isn't strong, that's when these things take control. Same's true of cancer. I mean, everybody has cancer cells in their bodies at times. But if their lymphatic system is strong, if their immune system is strong, the body can take care of and get rid of those cells.
1: Yeah, a lot of good information there. Uh, I went. Just a few things I wanted to pull out. So going back to dialysis being kind of the Western medicine approach. Right. Just drinking water being the holistic approach. Right. Uh, So if we do that, continue. Now, that's not to say people don't need dialysis. No, no. But um, it's doing the same thing. It's functioning the same way, and they're both important.
2: That's right. And, you know, renal function is... You know, it's essential for life. And if we want to keep our kidneys, our renals working, then we want to be pumping that water through because that's what keeps them going and makes them happy.
1: Now, uh, one thing I did want to ask you about, there's something called the sodium potassium pump um, that allows us to properly use water. And I know so many people are deathly afraid of salt in their food. Sodium and potassium, they're literally electrolytes. We need them to function and we need them for that sodium potassium pump to work and allow us to utilize that water. What would you say as far as concerns with salt and other ways to get in the proper electrolytes you need?
2: Okay, well, yeah, salt's a big deal. And the reason that doctors tell you not to use salt is that in the United States, what people primarily take and use in a salt is sodium sodium chloride. And sodium chloride is terrible for your body. Sodium chloride is pure, pure white. And the reason it's so pure white is they take chlorine and they bleach out all the minerals and the good parts of salt that you need. So when you put that on your food, it swells you up it, it raises your blood pressure it does all kinds of bad things when you travel in other areas of the world when you see salt on a table it's gray or it's pink or i actually buy my salt from hawaii uh because that the volcanic salt actually has charcoal and the highest amount of minerals the the more rich in color the salt you're using the more minerals it's going to bring into your body and and you need salt and And there are doctors who don't exactly understand that. But I promise you that if you are using a mineral salt and you're not, you know, just shaking it all over, you know. And and most of the time when people start using mineral salts, they don't use as much because it gives a flavor. But you want to be you know using that on the food that you eat each day and also supplementing i'm a big i'm a big believer in su- supplement for magnesium yes. most people in the united states are magnesium deficient almost Every single individual who has ever been diagnosed with an autoimmune disorder is going to be magnesium deficient. So some of these things you want to supplement. And if you're taking supplements, look up the supplement, read what the ingredients are, and see what that's giving you as far as your electrolytes go.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And just to clarify for our listeners, you know, if you have a heart condition, obviously you'd want to be mindful of other salt intake. Right. Uh, but don't completely avoid it. No. And when you're cooking at home, Himalayan pink sea salt might be a good option. Right. Uh, what do you think of sea salt, like McCormick sea salt?
2: Well, my problem with sea salt is that we now know that the majority of the fish in every ocean in the world is testing positive for plastic because somebody thought it was a good idea to make the ocean the dump for the plastic water bottles so i encourage people i if i'm gonna use a a pink salt i usually buy the real salt it is mined right out of utah it's ancient salt and i don't have to worry about that there's any plastic material in it
1: oh wow that's not something that i was well versed in that's good to know Right, uh, I eat a lot of sea salt. So. <laughs>
2: it may be fine, but you know, if all of our fish are testing positive, then I can't help but think that the that there's a problem with that. Yeah,
1: that makes sense. That's good advice. <laughs> Knowledge bombs today. Fun stuff. Well, moving forward, once all this COVID nineteen stuff passes, God willing, it'll pass soon. What kinds of changes uh, might you expect to see? Just in your, and this is just us speculating for fun.
2: Well, I'm hoping that what's going to happen is that we are going to see people start thinking about their health in a different way. You know, unfortunately, in the 20s or 30s, the Carnegies looked at the way that doctors in the United States were educated. And they saw that there was no money in holistic health. And so they were backed the ending of holistic medical education. And I think of everything, I think of things that that, that there's an ecology in everything. Uh, In nature, there's ecology. There's got to be a balance. If you kill off all one species of animals, then you've messed it up and everything goes out of balance. Well, I think when you got rid of the holistic medical schools, then the pharmaceuticals kind of took over, and and my big beef today, and why I decided that I wanted to separate from nursing and from mainstream medical, is that that has now become the tr- um, treatment by pharmacology. It's the magic peel. It's it's all it, the only thing that you're really looking at is healing by peels, and people have really begun for probably 20, 30 years now to take their help for granted. They don't worry about getting sick. When I was was finishing up my graduate education, I interviewed a guy who had come here from Ghana, and I asked him what he saw as the biggest difference between people in the United States and people in Africa. And what he said to me was, well, in Africa, we don't have a lot of treatments, we don't have a lot of medicines. And he said, we really focus on being hydrated and how we take care of our bodies wow. And you know, that was a while back and it, I think that now people are going to start thinking about this. I hear people all the time say, well, if I get it, I'll go to the doctor and he'll give me a pill. There is not a pill for this. It's really about our immune system and how we support it. So what I'm looking at is that people will will kind of wake up and become more conscious and start taking care of their bodies like they do their car. You know, if you change your oil, that's great and you've got to do it. But if you don't do anything for the transmission, well, and so that's, you know, it's the sleep it's a hydration it's nutrition it's a moving around it's it's how we integrate this and i think it's about being well is about a lifestyle It's, you know, it's not just one thing.
1: So the number one thing that anybody could have done is to support their immune system. And unfortunately, you can't do that overnight. No. That's holistic, long-term, sustainable habits. Right. Um, But it is
0: something you can be doing with your time, which is good because a lot of people are scared, like you mentioned. I know I I woke up and watched the news this morning. I was like, oh, why did I do that? Because it's just so stressful. (laughs) So it's nice to have something to do when there is no vaccine yet. There is no... There's no cure. And there's so many, we have way more questions right now where we're at than we have answers.
2: Absolutely. Yeah. And it could be a lot worse. I mean, we could be dealing with Ebola. I mean, you know, everybody right. has known in, in public health, people have known for you that another pandemic was coming. We didn't know what it was going to be. And it's true that you can't turn your immune system around on a dime. But this, it's just like a tree. When was the best time to plant a tree? 20 years ago? When's the next best time? right now. Uh, and the same yeah. with our immune system. I mean, when's the best time to turn this around right now?
1: Right. So I'm a big fan of L-glutamine, yes. bone broth, collagen. Oh, all. absolutely. And that's one of the reasons both of us agree on limiting wheat grain and corn. Yes. Because it blasts holes through that lining of that small intestines. That's your immune system. So, so there's quite a bit. So hopefully, I, I, th- I hope that is a change we see, just a more holistic gravitation towards that. Now, the last thing I always ask my guests is if somebody is looking to make a positive change in their life, what are the top three recommendations you would give them?
2: Top three recommendations is number one, hydration. And I'm a big believer in alkaline water and drinking half of your body weight in ounces. Get a good filtration system and drink this. You will see a difference. The other one, seven to eight hours of sleep every night it's imperative and the last one is your nutrition you know you are what you eat and again start today
1: absolutely well, you're extremely knowledgeable, extremely well versed, well spoken. It's been awesome having you on the show. I endorse everything you say and do. I, I learned a lot from you. It's not often that I learn so many new things from someone because I've done a ton of research. But I just, I just think you're, you're a treasure for us. How could people find you if they wanted to meet with you?
2: Well, you, I have a website. It's WellnessSolutionsToday.com. I also have a Facebook. Wellness Solutions today. I'm Kimball Sargent. My cell number and my office number is 919-606-6092. Give me a call. I do offer free consults and I would be, I'm I'm really happy right now to be doing a lot of consults. And if you um, like my Facebook page, I'm going to be doing quite a bit of Facebook Lives over the next couple of weeks, just giving people little tips because I think just bite-sized things that you can do to um, help your immune system and also to you know help you deal with the anxiety and the fears you may be having about this because I really do believe that you don't want to be walking in fear with this that you control the things that you can, that is good for your immune system. And and most of us will come out on the other side of this okay.
1: Awesome. Great advice. uh, Great information. It's been been, uh, wonderful having you on. That's it for today's episode. Uh, Stay safe out there. Keep tuning in to learn more and more and, and boost your immune system. We can fight this thing. Yes. Thanks for tuning in today. I hope you got a lot of value out of today's episode. If you did, uh, go check us out at firewithinnf.com. You can subscribe to our newsletters and make sure you never miss an episode or any other content. Also, be sure to follow us on social media.